So we kind of looked around a little bit, played with like chickens and maybe microgreens, but hardly even a week on that. And then we found mushrooms. This is Off Exit and I'm Harrison Malkin. New Jersey prides itself as being the garden state. Blueberries, cranberries, tomatoes, corn, but mushrooms, not so much. In this first episode, we'll go off exit and meet two New Jersey farmers, a husband and wife team, who are cultivating mushrooms in unconventional places. But not the kind of fungi you get at the grocery store, like portobello or white button. These are unique and specialty shrooms that are being cooked up in kitchens across the state. Their farm is called Noble Mushrooms, and it's tricky to find. I get off one highway, make the same wrong turn a few times, but finally stumble across a white office building that doesn't exactly scream mushrooms. When I open the door, I'm greeted right away by Aisha Delasa and Jacob Tullius, the passionate husband and wife team behind Noble Mushrooms. Super, we were very like incognito down here. So we don't have like a... Inside, I pass what seem to be law and insurance offices. People are typing away at their desks, and they take me down a staircase where we enter the building's basement. It's damp and a little stinky, but in a pleasant way. Jake and Aisha say it smells sweet and woody down here. So the whole thing is geothermal, and so we it's just fans that blow air through a radiator is all that noise was. And then we have, again, like a lot of HEPA filters running to always be cleaning the air. So it's those two things that you're hearing. There are LED lights shining brightly and beautiful, tasty mushrooms everywhere. So we got like 10 different mushrooms usually. Um, so we've got lion's mane, maitake, piopino, black pearl, chestnuts, pink oyster, yellow oyster, a lot of oysters, a petite oyster, blue oyster is probably our most popular one, uh, white beech, rishis we're growing right now. Soon we'll start some of the colder weather, namiko and king oyster, maybe enoki. That one's a new one for us. <laughs> a lot of mushrooms are growing in these square-shaped plastic bags with blocks of dirt underneath. Other mushrooms are out on their own, looking more decorative. One resembles a bonsai plant. Aisha's passion for mushrooms is strong, but recent. Yeah, so I was born in India, but I grew up in Kenya, in East Africa, all my life. After high school, I came over here for college. Kind of like the same old story. Met Jake, stayed, got married. Wait, this is the making of a mushroom love story. Oh, we, well, we were both uh, engineering students in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and we were uh, both were tutoring calculus. So it was a, a workplace romance, I guess you could say. So we both worked at the Math Learning Center and then got to know each other through that. Somehow along the way, we started a mushroom business. <laughs> well, not somehow. In 2015, they started growing mushrooms, and then in 2017, they officially started their own business. We were always um, into gardening and, you know, uh, growing stuff and decided, oh, it was time for a change and we wanted to kind of get in with this back-to-earth movement and do something with agriculture. So we kind of looked around a little bit, played with, like, chickens and maybe microgreens, but hardly even a week on that. And then we found mushrooms and we... 
I have to give him credit, it was Paul Stamets. Americans, I think, consume maybe three pounds of, uh, of mushrooms per year. Can you imagine t- consuming 12 times your body weight in mushrooms? So there's a long and interesting history and the, and the co-evolution of primates and the consumption and identification of mushrooms that are helpful, that are edible. Yep, that's Paul Stamets, the great mycologist and entrepreneur who influenced not only Aisha and Jake, but many other people to become interested and involved in mushrooms for their mystery, beauty, and immense health benefits. And then once we started and we got a couple of kits and it was just like totally got sucked in, like the lab work, the, um, you know, so we're both engineers by background. I think that just appealed to us. The fact that we really didn't see much around us on mushrooms kind of excited us that it was something new we could bring to our community and sort of hit the ground running a little better. She showed us around the basement a little bit more and it's not what you'd expect. So this part of it is all very sort of sci- scientific, very sterile, you know, no, no, everything's growing in sort of containment. Um, when I take you down to my fruiting room, that's kind of more like foresty, where I like put in the humidity. I only give them a little bit of light during the daytime because they do need light. Um, it's sort of a misconception that they want complete darkness. So I give them a little light, um, try and control temperature. So, you know, into the ones that they're, they like for growing uh, fruit fruiting. And that's more kind of where we're trying to mimic a forest floor where you're encouraging the mushrooms to kind of after a rain, try and, try and, try and have them grow for us. What's your favorite thing about growing mushrooms? I feel like it keeps changing for me. You go first on that. I don't... Oh, boy, okay. Um, what I like about it, um, I, I just feel like I get more connected with nature through growing them. I also think it's kind of like our own little thing. It's not like everyone's doing it. So I feel like we're special or part of a, like a very special community. I love you know, being part of New Jersey Mycological Association. I love being part of NOFA. So it's like just being part of nature, being part of a farming community. I just, I love it. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I love all that, but Jake knows I've been going a little, uh, this is past year, I've been really focused on growing the mushrooms and stuff. And I honestly just really do feel like they're just directing me now. Like next thing I choose, I kind of feel like that didn't come from me. I, I feel like they're now directing me and telling me where to go and where to focus on. Are you really happy to be doing mushrooms in New Jersey? Do you think you, like, if, if you had the choice to pick a place, where would you want to be growing mushrooms? So I think that is probably the best thing about mushrooms. I think for the longest time, me and Jake were like, how do we get out of New Jersey? How, how are we going to move? And then now with the mushrooms, I don't think we want to move. I, I have no interest in moving. I am pretty, <laughs> pretty good here. I don't want to start over. Uh, I like the people. I don't, I, if the people start leaving, I might reconsider. But if, as long as everyone, uh, you know, our communities here I'm, I'm, I'm much happier and so they, I think they finally helped me settle some roots all this made a lot more sense when I really got to know the community Aisha and Jake have helped to create but more on that later now there's more noble mushrooms for us to see Jake hops in his car. Aisha and I walk down a long, winding dirt road. 
That's nice birds too. Yeah, this is a really pretty. You know what area. kind of birds you have around here? Uh, mostly I can recognize them. Um, this is little Royce Brook uh, that flows there. Mm. And so this area is kind of, um, you know, flood zone. So you, there's no building on that. So it's like really kind of like a little playground for the birds. That's cool. Yeah, we've seen great blue herons here, the white egrets. I think that person <laughs> is the one, the blue jays, that always seem to be annoyed with me. <laughs> and they, they like scream every time they see me. And you said you guys do have kids? No. No kids? Oh, okay. I'm getting misheard. You got your mushroom kids. Yes. <laughs> A lot of them. <laughs> we keep walking until we hit an old barn. Inside here is where Aisha and Jake also cultivate mushrooms. So this is my shipping container. Insulated. Wow. It's like basically like one of the ones you'd see driving down the road. Yeah. With the refrigerator unit. It's amazing how clean everything is. I think that's what I didn't expect that everything would be so clean. Yeah, so I usually with my staff I do ask them to remove their shoes, but I'm we okay with you guys. No, 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 I'm okay. I'm really I'm okay. I don't it's mind. not a big deal. I'll take mine off. <laughs> this is where they do random harvesting. And there are a lot more mushrooms here. Pink oyster, reishi, lion's mane, you know the deal. Uh, this is really cool. I think that's what I love to see is when people haven't seen the mushrooms, they're like, oh, wow. I've never seen a mushroom like that. <laughs> so, or, like, or like that. But, yeah, yeah, so this is a very typical oyster formation. You'll see all the oysters have these, uh, you know, the clusters, dense clusters. They have the gills underneath. Um, and that's, a, that's like a, you know, part of their morphology versus the lion's mane, which is a little more unique, right? It's just got that hairy kind of look to it. I start to harvest some mushrooms myself. Well, that's probably an overstatement. I pluck some lion's mane off its stem, grab some blue oysters, and put them in a crate. All that's left of the fungus are the roots. This is what mycologists call mycelium. That mycelium is moving in the environment sort of at will. It's like the way they travel, the way they forage for food. It connects with trees so that you have those rhizomorphic relationships where certain mushrooms only grow with when, when they're in communication with a, a certain tree. They, they have a symbiotic relationship. And it's, for me, it's just like, it's the ground, even though we're walking on gravel, there was probably mycelium underneath it growing. And it just connects everything. It's basically how the, to me, it's how the earth sort of connects and is a nice metaphor for how, you know, we should kind of be as well. It's like, understand that we are really connected to everything else. Um, and mushrooms are teaching us that. I didn't expect all that. Mushroom harvesting isn't just about mushrooms because a thing is never merely the thing. It's always more. We're having like tortillas and stuff, so. Oh, oh, wow. When you smell them, come and get some. All right. <laughs> like we're, we're getting, like it's been, it's starting the cooking without us, which is, that's cool, you know? We appreciate it. Thanks. Or at least the fire. Okay, there's a fire going. Fire's going. Hey guys, how's hey. it going? What else did you get? Yeah, we well, we have wine and we also have like sparkling water like St. Croix, but I'm ready for wine. Thanks guys. I take some Malbec. It's a little early in the day, but why not? Jake and Aisha are preparing the food. Next to the fire pit is a 20 pound dumbbell. 
They're using it to press mushrooms in the cast iron pan like a smash burger. Are you guys working out too? Are you doing, <laughs> no. doing some weights here <laughs> in between your taco? It's a cooking <laughs> utensil. Oh, actually? Yes. Oh, really? Wow. The blue oysters are fried to perfection for tacos, topped with some cilantro and onion and a little cabbage. The lion's mane mushroom is made more like a juicy steak. One of the chefs I do follow on um, Instagram, I think he's out of Texas, Derek Sarno, and he does this um, steak, steak using mushrooms. So that's kind of where we're inspired to try it. Jake's been wanting to try this for a while, but we haven't experimented <laughs> before. So just, just as a disclaimer there, <laughs> there's been no prep. Hi. I say hi to Mary Jo, their neighbor, who's hosting our little party. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's super nice. This is fun. Welcome, welcome here. This is, can you pick the perfect day? I know, it's so nice out. <laughs> And Welcome to the farm. We're very happy to have you and enjoy the scenery. Hopefully we'll see a buck walk by. But we get a lot of wildlife, so we spend a lot of time looking out the window and seeing what's going on out there. That's nice. I realized that I should be helping out, so I grab a knife and start cutting up some garnish for the tacos. The mushrooms have no fat. You've got to add all the fat into it. Hmm. If I put olive oil, it will smoked off. Um, but I am very partial to butter. Yeah, I love butter. <laughs> butter makes everything taste better. That's true. You gotta get rid of some of that water. Yeah, I think so too. So that's all the water coming out of the mushroom. It's like... What do you do with it? How do you get rid of it? Just evaporate it, mm. boil it off. Yeah. And that's really actually, for cooking, that's one of my little secrets with mushrooms really for people, awesome. is that always don't steam your mushrooms. Try and get rid of all the... Actually, it's not my secret, it's Julia Child's. <laughs> get rid of the moisture and brown your mushrooms. I'm gonna dump this water out. Smells good. Lion's mane. Any spices yet or no? no Nothing just, yet. Just the mushroom. I think we're going to go with uh, typical Jake and Aisha. Get it in a bottle. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> not, too, not too fancy. It will not be at the level of uh, the Highland Dinner Club. It's going to be good though. Aisha takes a step back for a second, reflecting on how her mushrooms have been used by chefs and home cooks around the state. It really is an exciting time. I feel like New Jersey it sort of like feels like it's very much the center of things right now to me. Maybe it's just my little <laughs> bubble. <laughs> this is a good area but, for ex uh, experimentation too. One place yeah. doing just that is Brick Farm Tavern in Hopewell, New Jersey, just outside Princeton. So another um, restaurant we work with is the Brick Farm Tavern and they had a, a maker's sort of dinner which featured mushrooms. I literally felt like I had like died and gone to heaven. <laughs> I was like on such a high that night uh, seeing all the mushroom dishes and you know how like another, like you're saying, just a different level from, I mean, I, I so I'm not a great cook. So unfortunately, and my, all my customers at the market know like, how do you cook this? 
oh, just saute it, put a little butter, you're good. Like, you know, that is literally my standard answer with what to do with mushrooms. I have no creativity. And so when I kind of see it like, you know, like a pink oyster risotto, I'm like, would have thought of that you know that came out so well and it was always and mushrooms that's yeah the yeah it was mushrooms and i mean they have their meat dishes too so it was like a polenta with crispy up um pepinos and um what is it turkey turkey wings oh my god it was like mm -hmm. <laughs> it was incredible so it is it, it makes me really proud it kind of really tickles me when i see it she joined us at our maker's dinner, we had a... Aisha's talking about MJ joining her and her husband at the dinner, which featured their mushrooms. They actually, they were so generous. They had um, all our staff and uh, MJ and her husband, Greg yeah. and uh, like a Ed. Table, like a yeah, we had a... <laughs> we just did at the maker's table. It was so fun. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and they were so generous. It was incredible. The food, they had um, food paired with wine and but there was mushrooms in every course and it was prepared in ways that we didn't even expect. We're like, wow, this is incredible. I wish that they could, you know, can it and sell the preserves. It was just, it was amazing. Right, weren't you kind of surprised? Yeah, it was. I think they even had like a jam, right? They did oh, yeah. a, a mushroom jam on something. Was it kind of rewarding to see your friends and like to see their mushrooms just be in everything and like see it as a final product? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was amazing just how creative the chef was and right it was because yeah, I came home I was like okay I'm gonna learn how to you know <laughs> cook mushrooms a variety but yeah it was it was amazing it felt really special mm. yeah yeah you were excited after that I you're was. like every week I want mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just hearing everyone around the room saying great things and really honoring them it was just yeah. I got teary. I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> for Aisha and Jake's mushrooms to be celebrated like that, it was a big win for MJ and the rest of their farming community. It, it really is that farming community. Like, there's like so many farmers that are our age, like Aisha was saying, along our road on Amwell Road, that we just you know love and we like get together at least once a month. I get together like every Monday night to play frisbee with them and it's just like I, I don't want to give it up i don't want to leave jersey there's there's no way but like the farming community and the food community is just too neat it's too neat you know the farmers that support us are just incredible our community of mushroom farmers has also grown so it's just exciting to see sort of the general public suddenly be like whoa what are you doing you do mushrooms that's very cool so now it's about time to really eat. Everyone's hungry. I dig in first to taste the mushrooms on their own and then with the tacos. Everything is amazing. The food and shared company feels like such a high. I don't want to leave, but I can't stay all day. And surprisingly, they don't really want me to go either. Selfishly, I think the party is going to end when I head back home. But it doesn't. It's just getting started. They're throwing burgers on the open fire, pouring more wine, and of course, more mushrooms for all. For them, this is life. And I'm just happy I get a taste of it. 
This is Off Exit from Noble Mushrooms in Somerset County, New Jersey. I'm Harrison Malkin. Major funding for Off Exit is provided by NJM. NJM, providing insurance for residents and businesses for more than 100 years. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Thank you to Aisha Delasa, Jacob Tullius, Mary Jo, and Greg Lobata for having me at Noble Mushrooms and hosting me at their lovely home. Jamie Kraft is the executive producer. Audio engineer is Mark Nixdorf. Editor is Morgan Volk. Composer and mixer is Elliot Lau. Our production manager is Chloe Motisi. And our executive in charge of production is Joe Lee.